from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858 858- 8765663 In today's show, we took talk about what you can do right now so that you can create the best year ever in your marriage. And I don't often do quotes from either myself or Tony things that we've said in passing, but what I said last week to in a conversation with Tony is so fitting for this show that I couldn't help but share it. So this week's quote actually comes straight from me and it says you think nothing of going to the gym and getting a membership and a trainer to get your physical self in shape. What about getting a coach and taking part in strategy sessions to get your marriage in shape? Which one is going to return the bigger benefit and have the biggest impact on your quality of life? Mm. And that's something I want each one of you to think about as we head into the show, talking about what you can do right now to create the best year ever in your marriage. But before we get there, you know that we love starting off the One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's 15 Everyday Libido Boosting Habits. And I want you to go over to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash libido and pick up this free report. Because in this report, you're going to learn 15 everyday habits that can skyrocket your libido and the three that kill it. So if you need to boost your libido, simply use one of these 15 easy everyday habits that we've put together for you. You're going to get the number one tip we share with thousands of readers on how to relax before sex. Get this wrong and no tip we give can help. 18 creative text messages you can send your spouse during the day to get the mood, get in the mood before you even walk in the door. Plus, we're going to share how to schedule sex so that you can take the guesswork out of when you're going to get some, just like we say in the opening of the show. So make sure you go over to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash libido to get your free report. So this hug came in. I love this. I love it when new listeners find us because we were interviewed or we did an interview on somebody else's show. And, and this listener says, Dear Tony and Elisa, I first heard of One Extraordinary Marriage through the interview you did with On Air with Ella. And for those of you, check out her show. She's got a great show. She's a fabulous personality and just so engaging with her Mm -hmm. guests. It's really, it's one of our favorites. It came at the perfect time. She goes on to say, my husband is the pastor of a small church and due to the size, he also works as a school teacher. Between teaching and the demands of ministry, he works the equivalent of two full-time jobs. I'm a stay-at-home mom and involved in several aspects of ministry as well. Last October, we had a huge fight, of course, right before we were supposed to leave for church. Um, hands raised for anyone mm-hmm. that has had that big fight right before you're supposed to go to church. I think there. At virtually everyone listening can relate to that scenario right there. Yep. She goes on to say our communication was broken and we were not having sex often, maybe once a week. And sometimes it was more like once a month, depending on what was going on in our lives. Mm. The thing is, it snuck up on us. We had gradually let talking, date night, physical intimacy get overcome by everything else going on in our lives. It wasn't until we had that argument that Sunday morning that we both realized we were in big trouble. I believe it was the next day I was ready to find a marriage counselor, but I happened to turn on On Air with Ella first while I was preparing for my day. I heard you talk about scheduling sex and the intimacy lifestyle. After listening to the podcast, I searched out your podcast and began listening. When my husband got home from work that evening, I shared with him what I'd heard. We listened to the show together before the kids got home from school. 
always recommend it. Don't, mm-hmm. this is not a, you know, kid friendly podcast. At times. At, yeah, you know, but you never know. So it's always good to just kind of keep them out of the conversation. We immediately set a two times a week agreement. Our marriage is so different from where it was two months ago. We are fighting way less and I'm enjoying sex more. Whereas before I often gave in because I knew it was important to him. Not mm. necessarily because I wanted or needed it to. We're still working on the emotional intimacy part. I feel like the physical part has grown by leaps and bounds, but the emotional part is growing at a slower rate. I would love to hear more on emotional intimacy on your show. Thank you so much for all you do. Being in ministry, I know how hard it can be sometimes. Please know that we are very thankful to the Lord for you. Thank you. I love it. Got on it, started doing something, took action in one area of the intimacies and, and now looking to, you know, grow another area. And that is something that, you know, Elisa and I have shared for a long time now. Sometimes it's, it's very, how's it's overwhelming. If we look at every single piece of our marriage, like every single area, sexual, financial, emotional, spiritual, you know, it can be overwhelming. And yet, if we can just pick one area right now, mm-hmm. let's have some success. Mm-hmm. You know, let's find one thing that we can have success with for these folks. You know, scheduling sex, the intimacy lifestyle. Now we can go into that next piece that we need to build up, which is the emotional side of it. So this is awesome. Love it. Well, and this hug came at a perfect time for us to do this show because mm-hmm. the, the steps that we're going to be talking about today, this wife has done. Right. And she's getting the results that we are expecting for each one of you and to this listener specifically, you know, she asked about um, more on the emotional intimacy. I mean, those emotional intimacy shows are laced throughout, but we are going to be talking a lot of what we talk about today is going to be focused on emotional intimacy Mm -hmm. because if you want to improve your marriage, if you want to see change in your marriage, if you want to have the best year ever in your marriage, it starts with your emotional intimacy. Right. And this is the time of year when, you know, people are starting to think about their New Year's resolutions. They're right. thinking about, all right, you know, we're, we're coming up on the last few days of 2015 when the show is released. And, you know, what does 2000 look like for your marriage? 2016. Well, no, because we're looking in the past first. Right. Mm, you know, as people yes. are preparing. For, so what has this year been like? Right. Has it gone the way you want it to? Have you had a few more hiccups or challenges? Has your marriage been rocked by some serious storms? You know, this is the time when people are starting to think, okay, where, where are we, you know? And and then the next logical step and the next logical progression is where are we going in 2016? And we know that a lot of you are having either these thoughts in your own head, or you're actually having the conversations because we've seen a spike in the emails that are coming in talking about, you know, we're not communicating well. We're having trust issues. We need help and we don't even know where to turn to, right? You guys are right. letting us know. So if, if that's you and you've sent us an email like that, I want you to know that you're not the only one, right? There are hundreds of thousands of couples around the world that are asking these same questions, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and you, you're sitting here and you're listening to the show because the show is going to come out on December 29th, 2015, the first release. And, and you're thinking, okay, there's two days left two days left in this year, what, what do I have to do right now, today? What can I do today to make 16 better than 15 was? And, and this even goes for those of you that are like, you know what, 2015 was a good year. I mean, we've gotten those emails from folks who are like, you know, we're in a good place. I'm going to challenge those of you that are already thinking you're in a good place to stick around for the whole show and get ideas to make 2016 even better. 
Right. And I mean, who doesn't want to already look into the year? I mean, Elise and I think for us, 2015 was an awesome year. It was a it was an awesome year. Was it perfect all the way through? No way, no how. You know, we've done 52 shows this year. I'm sure I could go back and find a number of them where where things weren't just going absolutely perfect. And yet, overall, I would look at it and go, hey, this was a good year. But it doesn't stop me from looking at 2016 and saying, hey, you know what? What are we going to do for 2016? Mm -hmm. What's going to come up for that year for us? Because it is our 20th anniversary year. It's a big year for us. Yeah. And and I want to rock it. I I want it to be a year where we impact more marriages, where we impact more lives, and at the same time, Elise and I are able to step back and have joy in our own lives, in our own sexual intimacy, in our own financial intimacy, in our own emotional intimacy, because that sometimes gets lost, mm-hmm. you know? And those are areas that I look at and go, you know, 15 was good. L- let's raise the bar in 16. Absolutely. And, you know, the fact is, is that it's it's human nature. It's kind of a logical time of year to be looking at you know, it's a new year, it's a new season. And, and do we have a plan? Right? Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you, if you start the new year without a plan for your marriage, you're going to be at the mercy and the whim of the world around you. Right? When somebody says, Hey, let's go do this. You're gonna be like, yeah, that sounds great. Or, Hey, let's go over here. Yeah, that sounds great. A- and what that does is it puts you in a very reactive position. Right? You're just like, Oh, okay. Let me, let me go this way. Let me go left and let me go right. And, and really what your marriage needs is for the two of you to have that foundation, to have that, that centering point. I liken it. Tony is a road cyclist. And, um, earlier this year, this past fall, he picked up a set of rollers. Right. And for those of you that don't know, it's this contraption that he can put, you know, virtually anywhere. And it's, it's two rollers, what, about four feet apart, three feet well, apart? Well, what you're able to do is you're able to put, I'm able to put my bike on top of it. And uh, there's a drum in the front for the front wheel. There's two drums in the rear for the rear wheel. And what ends up happening is when I jump on this, I, I start pedaling. And the whole purpose of this is to have a real sort of a road feel without having to be on the road. But what ends up happening, unlike a trainer where you're locked in, I can I have to actually keep myself steady and keep myself on the roller. So if I go too far to the left or too far to the right, I can actually fall off the rollers. And that's what actually why I brought the rollers up because I was explaining this concept to somebody else the other day. And and the thing on Tony's where Tony's the drum where Tony's front wheel goes is that there's like a a, a target on that front drum and it, you know, basically a keep your front wheel here. Right. In the middle. In the middle. You know, like this is a good target Pretty for you. Simple. And and I've watched him on it. Like if he starts to lose focus, he, he kind of goes all over the place. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is how to have that that target, that centering point for the two of you. Because like what Tony and I have experienced over the last few months is that we through just some shifts that we've made in our own life and, and, you know, like where we're going to church and who our friends are this year, we are surrounded by couples that when I look at my Facebook feed, I mean, these couples all like the last two weeks have been like, oh yeah, we're sitting down and we're doing our 2016 goals and we're mapping out 2016 and 2016 plan is done. And I feel so blessed to be in this place where we're surrounded, but I know that not all of you have that in your circle. Mm-hmm. Right. So part of this, the purpose of this show is to give you that sense of community of saying, you know what, you can be a little different and go out and create your plan and and know that we are cheering you on. Know that the one family 
right. is cheering you on because you can choose right now on December 29th, you can choose not to be reactive in 2016, but to be proactive. And it will make, if you make that decision today, when you listen to this podcast, it, it will, it's actually, I mean, it's not even one of the, one of the three steps that I was going to outline today, but it's actually probably the most important step is to make the decision that you're going to do 2016 differently than you did 2015. Yeah. I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. So let's jump in. What are what are the what's the first of the three? The first of the three is mindset. And, and that's because, you know, so many of our actions come out of what we tell ourselves or those voices. You know, Tony and I did that show uh, a few weeks ago. What was it? Competing voices or those voices mm-hmm. in your head. And, you know, it's all about like, what do you what are the messages that you are telling yourself? And it was interesting because we were listening to a sermon the other day and just talking about, the pastor was talking about how, you know, those messages that you feed yourself, they actually can rewire your brain, you know, so that more positive messages can put your, put you in a more positive frame of mind, more negative messages like my marriage sucks, my husband this, my wife that, da, 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 this is horrible, we're not doing anything right. Well, that's just going to feed negativity complaining. You want to shrink your life? Complain. Complain, complain, complain. And believe me, having been there before, I I totally know it. I mean, if you want to just shrink your life and what you're doing in your marriage, just continue to complaining about all the, all the things that are going on and not having a solution to any of it. Mm-hmm. So you need to ask yourself, you know, under this whole mindset I, uh, concept, you need to ask yourself, what have you been saying? You know, like, like internalize this. What have I been saying about my marriage? What are those messages? And some of you have been saying it out loud to other people. You've been saying it to your family. You've been saying it to your friends. You've been, you know, posting it on Facebook. Um, stop. Do a mindset shift. You know, ask yourself, what do I need to change? And then start rewriting it. And some of you are actually going to have to put pen to paper and write out new phrases to speak life over your marriage. You're going to need to say things like, my spouse and I work hard to have the best marriage. My spouse and I make time to communicate. You're going to have to tell yourself this because here's what happens with their brains. Like when we start hearing these messages inside our heads, whether it's positive or negative, we start doing those actions that are in alignment with our message. So you want to see different action? Change your message. Yeah. And here's one that, what, that I'm doing personally, you know. When something happens, you know, between Elise and I, it is coming from a place of, you know what, what, what did she do well in that time period? Like what happened that she did well, instead of looking at the negative, look at the positive side of it. Believe me. Hey, is that hard? Heck yeah. Because every fiber of my body wants to start pointing at her and complaining like why she didn't do this, this, or this. And so for me, this is one of those things that I'm working on this year is to look at those areas that Elisa does well, right? And then being able to give her the authority to go after that area mm-hmm. instead of, you know, no, don't do that. That Something, bring that up. So a, a few weeks ago, we might've shared this on a past podcast, but we were in this little stretch where anytime I made a suggestion to Tony, it was immediately shot down like hammer. No, we're not doing that. No, that's not going to work. No, no, no. And I finally just looked at him one day and I said, honey, you know what? It's a little hard to hear no every single time if you expect me to actually participate in these conversations. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not doing that. I go, well, nah, yeah, you kind of are. And so then we had an incident just last week where we were working on a spreadsheet for one and and he's like, I want you to bring these things over and I want you to do this. And I'm like, well, I think we can do it a different way. And he started to say no. And then he paused and he's like, you know what? Show me what you mean by that. And so he, you know, stepped away from the computer and I whipped up this spreadsheet. And he's like, you know what? That might actually work better. And I looked at him and I just said, thank you. Thank you for just allowing me to do that and just valuing my words instead of being like, it's my way or the highway. And shutting me down because it makes a difference in your dynamic. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it, both spouses, we can get into those that rut, mm-hmm. you know? No, my way, it is my way or the highway. And we have to look internally. That's not about your spouse, you know? That's about us being able to look at ourselves and going, why am I doing that? Yeah. Why am I shutting them down? And if I'm shutting them down like that, then there are other areas, you know, me personally, hey, sexual intimacy, Elisa could then go, yeah, you know what? We do have the intimacy lifestyle, but really I don't want to do that anymore. Or I don't want to be, I don't want to partake in that like I used to because I'm being shut down. I'm, you know, I'm not getting that emotional intimacy that we used to have. And so, you know, your marriages are going to ebb and flow. So just realize that they are. And, you know, sometimes we just got to take a step back, just like we do. We have to take a step back sometimes and go, what words are we speaking? Absolutely. So that's mindset. You know, right now, start thinking about what you've been saying about your marriage, what you need to change, and start speaking life internally inside your head and externally over your marriage. Number two, you need to have a plan. But it needs to be a workable plan. This is not like we are going to have the most romantic year ever. I'm going to sweep her off her feet for 365 days. I'm going to be home at... Come on, people. Seriously. It has to be a realistic plan. And it has Mm -hmm. to be something that you can honestly commit to. Because one of the things that brings frustration to us, and I know it brings frustration to a lot of you, is when, case in point, like the couple um, in the hug, when they started the intimacy lifestyle, you know, everybody's like all gung-ho, right? Like we're going to do the intimacy lifestyle. But what we're hearing from a lot of you is that one spouse or the other says, yes, I'm going to do the intimacy lifestyle with you, but they're not 100% committed. Right. And then you guys are writing us saying, well, my husband or my wife said they were going to do the intimacy lifestyle, but like they never they never initiate on their dates or they never, they never, you know, want to have sex. And so I'm telling you right now, whatever the plan is, whatever aspect of your marriage, if you guys are working on getting your finances in order and you're going to save a certain amount of money um, this year, like what we did for Christmas, where we started saving for Christmas in January. And I will tell you folks, um, that That was was the best Christmas in December was fabulous because I started saving in January. Um, You know, if your plan this year is that the two of you want to do a devotional once a week or, you know, three times a week or whatever it is, whatever you commit to with your spouse, I'm telling you right now, you're going to honor it for the, to have the best year ever in your marriage, honor your words, folks, like, but have a workable plan. Don't have it so pie in the sky that you can't do that. And it's not to say that you can't have those, right? It's not to say, you're not saying, hey, don't have those audacious goals. You're, you're just saying, hey, make sure that the goals and the plans that you have set out, that they're measurable. Right. You know? It's the SMART goals. Um, of course, now I say that. Mar- measurable. Well, s- yeah. SMART starts with S, so can't go with measurable. 
Specific. Specific, measurable, something realistic and timely. I forget yeah. what day is. Um, but, you know, and it starts with baby steps. I mean, like if you're looking at December 29th, 2015, and you're thinking, okay, where are we going to be on June? Uh, December 31st, 2016. Like, let's say you want to be, you've got $50,000 in debt, right? Round number. That's what we're going to do. Okay. That's 12 months from now. So you break that up into 12 month increments right, or one month increments, right? And so you're looking at, you know, 40, I think it's like 42.50 a month that you've got to knock off your debt. Okay. Well, that's the monthly goal. Now, how are we going to do that? Right? Is it going to be selling stuff, you know, garage sales? Is it going to be getting a part-time job? It's like, you know, what are those baby steps that you're going to do to get there? If it's the intimacy lifestyle and you want to get to a point in December of 2016 where you're consistently having sex twice a week, and right now you can't remember the last time you had sex, you know, maybe you're starting with, with once a week or maybe even once a month for some of you would be an improvement. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's get that on the calendar. Maybe date night's your thing and you haven't had a date night in, you know, the last six years. Okay, well, there are 12 months. You could conceivably do 12 dates, get them on the calendar, right? Like, let's let's make a plan here. And here's the thing. When you make the plan, I, I want you guys to consider this plan to be the lifeblood and the foundation of your marriage, right? This is not a plan that you're like, oh, you know what? It's January 7th. I'm done. Right. Like, you know, it's kind of like the New Year's resolutions when, you know, those of you that have gym memberships in the first two weeks, like you can't get on a single machine because like everybody and their brother and their cousin and their, you know, third uncle twice removed is there on the gym machine. And then on the 21st, it's a lot of people. Well, that's what it feels like when you're going yeah. to a gym beginning of January. Right. And then like by the second or third week, it's a ghost town. Right. Right. Because all those people didn't have, they didn't have their vision and they didn't have an actionable plan to get them past the hard days. Right. Right. And part of your plan, guys, needs to be your why. Like, why does it matter so much that, that this goal, that this shift, that this becomes your best year ever? You need to have lots of reasons because I will tell you, January 21st, March 17th, May 12th, those are all going to be days when you're like, I don't want to do this plan. You got to know why you're doing it. And you mm. got to go back to that list when it gets tough and remember, this is why you're doing it. Yeah. Let me just give some real quick examples for dates here. So for those of you with little kids who are like, well, we can't get out, plan for 12 months of at-home dates. And what are those going to be? You know, you can get up on Amazon. There's plenty of cool books. There's like romance boxes, you know, come up with those ideas. When our kids were young, we would put the kids to bed and those would be our dates. You know, we'd set it up so that way kids are in bed. We're having a date night at home because that's what we could do. And, you know, every once in a while we'd sprinkle in, hey, we're going to get the babysitter. We're going to get out. Others of you, you know, we did this last year and we're going to be doing this this year. We're going to sort of be incorporating it this year is the entertainer. Entertainment book. Entertainment book, you know, and we go through the entertainment book and it allows us to go to new places that we haven't been before because that's what we like to do. One year, we we made it a point that every date we went on, we didn't go to the same place. For our anniversary, we picked a letter and that everything had to start with that letter. So maybe for your dates for, you know, you may pull them out of a hat, for January, maybe D. So you may only go to a restaurant that starts with D or do something that only starts with D. So, you know, and then February might be F or, you know, March will be A, whatever you want to do. Or you may go down the, the alphabet. But those are some quick ideas for you to plan out now. The key is pick one of them 
and then just put those dates on your calendar. Because if you don't, then they don't happen. Now, can they be adjusted? Sure thing. You'll hear Elisa and I throughout the year go, hey, you know what? We're, we try to get out on XYZ. It doesn't happen. So we adjust, we shift. But the overall goal is that, hey, we're going to use the entertainer as our launching point or our launching pad. So some examples of what you can do to get out, to plan, to have the time together, which hopefully will bring in your emotional intimacy. Absolutely. Right? You know, hey, for those of you out there who are like, what do we say when we're together? Go to OurSixQuestions.com. We have six questions that you guys can ask each other on a date to get that emotional intimacy started. And I'm going to say, print that out. Don't look at it on your phone so that you don't have an excuse to look on your phone. Just right. saying, put the phone away on date night. Yep. Um, the last thing that we want you to do. So you've changed, you're working on your mindset. You're creating a plan. The third thing that you have to do, and, and this is the big one, you actually have to take action, guys, right? Like that plan to get out of debt, that plan to in, implement the intimacy lifestyle. Those plans, the, that mindset mindset set shift is only as good as the action that you're willing to take to make it happen. Right. Right. Cause you can, you can be telling yourself, you know what, my marriage is getting better day by day. And you've got this plan where, you know, you guys have a date night once a month and that's the plan. And then nobody gets the babysitter. Nobody plans the date. And, and you know, let's say your date night for January is January 7th and January 7th comes and goes and neither one of you, because nobody's taken any action, wants to say anything about it. And then all of a sudden it's January 8th and there's been a no date night. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because there was no action. Right. Got to take action. We have to be able to take action if we want to have our best year ever. And believe me, again, when Elisa and I talk about this, we practice what we preach. Do we get it perfect every single time? No. And yet, look where we've come in the last eight years of our marriage, mm -hmm. right? Because it was it was that year 11 where we sat there and we were like, is this even going to happen anymore? Like, are we even going to do this thing anymore to where we are now? We didn't get to where we are now by just looking at each other and hoping and wishing that maybe something would happen. No, we took action. Each of us individually had to take action. It wasn't us just looking at each other going, no, you do it. No, you do it. No, we had to individually look at it ourselves. And there were times when we had to take action ourselves. And sometimes we didn't. And when we didn't, you know, the marriage would suffer. We would suffer. Listen back. You'll hear those times. But we're here today where we are now because we continue to take a step, continue to take a step, continue to take a step. And really, guys, you know, as Tony's standing here, you know, sharing this with you, the one thought that keeps going through my head is just some of you need to stop waiting for your marriage miracle. Okay. You both need to get out there and you need to get involved in the process of creating the miracle, right? You're, you're, you're sitting there and you're just like, well, you know, when it happens, mm. then I'll get involved. When it happens, then I'll share my heart. When it happens, get up and get doing folks a little tough love here at the end of the year like i want you like i want 2016 especially because this is our 20 like this year is going to be all about anniversary for us and we're going to be hitting you know the whole anniversary message hard for the next you know 12 months i think we're actually celebrating the entire year in different ways and we're going to be sharing that with you guys as part of our plan and things like that but you want to see something different get out and do it and some of you are sitting here listening to this and going okay, that all sounds great, but like, how do I start with a plan? Like what plan and, and what do I need and that type of thing? And I just want to share some resources 
that we have available through One Extraordinary Marriage. Tony's going to put links to all of these, but I just want you to hear them on the air so that you know that they exist. So that you don't have to be like, ah, what do I do? Like that sounded great, but what's next? For those of you that are like, we want to have the best year ever in our communication, you need to check out the program. He zigs, she zags, get your communication on the same path. That is, you know, it's modules, it's worksheets. I mean, we do that for all the programs. So all the ones that I'm listing are going to have those same components. But this one focuses entirely on your communication and emotional intimacy. So if that's the area where you're like, we want to see, you know, huge strides in that, you want to check out He Zigs, She Zags. And that's at hezigshezags.com. If trust has been an issue in 2015 and you're like, we want to rebuild our trust, we want to have an action plan for trust in our marriage, then you need to check out our Trust Me program. That's at trustmeagain.com. And this is going to take you through, this program is having an amazing impact on couples rebuilding their trust. It's going to take you through the steps to rebuild trust, not just for the person whose trust has been broken, but also for the one who broke the trust because it's a process that the two of you have to walk through. It's not just all on one person's shoulders or the other. For those of you that are looking at this year going, we don't even know what we stand on. Then you might want to check out our core values program. This is a program that you know, allows you to go through the process of defining what your core values are for your marriage and, and being able to do that. And that's at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash core values. Antonio, core hyphen values. Right. Antonio, like I said, don't worry about the links. Come to the page. And then finally... For those of you that, you know, when I opened the show with that quote about getting a personal trainer for your physical self, and why aren't you doing that for your marriage self? And you're thinking, you know what? Maybe this is the year we need a personal trainer for our marriage. Maybe this is the year that we need a coach to work with us and hold us accountable. Then I invite you to check out coaching with me. And that's at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. All of these resources, guys, they're stuff that we put together because we know that you need it. Because this was stuff that we have needed at different points in time in our marriage. And and we only build stuff, we only create stuff when we know that it's going to positively impact your marriage. Because we want you to most definitely look at 2015 and then look into 2016 and say, you know what, 2016 was our best year ever. Yep. So let's do it, you guys. Let's go out there. Let's, let's, Let's light it up. And if you want some accountability, come on back here to the site, oneextraordinarymarriage.com, in the comments. Put down what you want to do. What are you going to do to make this year your best year ever in your marriage? It may, like we said, it may be your date night stuff. It may be communication. It may be rebuilding trust. Whatever that may be, come on back. Share it. If you want to share it with us and you'd like for us to share it on the show, info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Please know that all emails we do read are anonymous. So we're not going to say your name. We're not going to give out any details, but do it because you know what? Sometimes we need to hear it to be accountable to it. And so our hope, our prayer for you guys is that you go out at the end of this year into 2016. And hey, you may be listening to this halfway through 2016, whenever you may be listening to it, declare it now. Come on, let's make it happen. Let's believe, let's perceive, and let's receive what is there for us on our marriages. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We love you guys. Go out there and make this your best year ever. Love you guys.